Hello, movie friends. Welcome to There Will Be Movie Reviews. I am your host, Ryan Holmes, and today it is the 10th episode of my podcast series. That is pretty crazy, but... Uh, it's great. I will... Yeah, I will first introduce my guest, uh, my mom, Kristen Holmes. Mom, you can... Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Kristen. I'm Ryan's mom. Um, love watching movies and enjoy watching movies with Ryan <laughs> and uh, really happy to be here today. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited too. So um, what are we going to be talking about today, mom? So today uh, we're going to, in honor of um, this being Oscar night, uh, this is uh, uh, for 2021, um, we decided to discuss um, some, uh, some past Oscar winners um and those movies uh, past uh, best picture winners i should say um and those three and we're going to discuss three movies and those three movies are rain man uh silence of the lambs and uh moonlight yeah yeah three uh very very different films in their own way um one from each decade we kind of skipped the 2000s but um we wanted to try something different because we both haven't seen moonlight so we wanted to see you know um, obviously it's a great movie and we'll begin into that in a little bit, but we went from eighties, nineties, and then we skipped and then went to 2010s. And then, so, but yeah, so, um, before we start that though, I'm going to continue with my segment that I began in my last episode, and we're going to be talking just about the news, the movie news of the week. So to start things off, Marvel Studios has acquired Russell Crowe to play Zeus in the next Thor film in Thor Love and Thunder. In that movie, I am very excited for because they already have Christian Bale, Natalie Portman is back, Chris Hemsworth, and Taika Waititi, who won uh, Best Screenplay and who directed the last Thor, is going to be directing this next one. And the last Thor was like so much better than the its predecessors, uh, Thor and then Thor The Dark World. And so I'm really excited for that because I think Russell Crowe to play Zeus, that is a great choice. I don't know about you. That's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that sounds interesting. I mean, Russell Crowe has kind of been, um, uh, he hasn't really been in the forefront for a while. So it should be interesting to, this might might be a little bit of a comeback for him. And I can also see that it also resonating with um, him playing in Gladiator. Uh, his role in Gladiator, it could be very, very similar. And you already know he can kind of portray that uh, very similar character. And I feel like he would do a great job for Zeus. Um, but yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. Continuing on with the Marvel Studios, they are now in plans to have a fourth Captain America film starring Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, which will continue the story after Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And now it's called Captain America and uh, the Winter Soldier. Mm. Spoiler alert. But uh, that's going to be pretty interesting. I mean, it's it's, it's carrying on the the legacy of Cap, which uh, it's, I'm very, very excited for. Uh, right, right. Definitely nice to see the story continue. Yeah, 100%. Uh, moving on, uh, the Oscars are tonight, and I am so excited. Uh, and the Oscars tonight will be um, the new venue, venue, no host and no crowd, obviously due to COVID, which is terrible, but you can still watch it at home, and that'll be really exciting. Um mm -hmm. This uh, so some presenters include Brad Pitt, John Bong Joon Ho, who won Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Picture, Best Foreign Film last year for Parasite. He's going to be presenting Joaquin Love Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, Renee Zellweger, Halle Berry, and Zendaya are just some of the presenters, and I'm very excited for that. You know, love Brad Pitt, love Joaquin Phoenix. You know, Halle Berry, Renee Zellweger, all. Uh, all great actors and actresses. So that'll be a lot of fun um, yeah. to see. Yeah. But, it should, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say it should be fun to see um, how they pull it off with um, the, the, the virtual format. Um, I, I really enjoyed watching uh, the Golden Globes and seeing, you know, the different actors and um, uh, directors and, and whatnot. Um, even just like some of them were you know, dressed up to the nines and some of them were in like yeah. a hoodie. So oh, I, yeah. just, I love that everyone's just, this is just kind of like, we'll just figure it out and 
I'm sure COVID Oscars. I'm sure we will see some uh, actors in their in the in their sweatpants and their sweaters. Yeah. Uh, at at the last Golden Globes, we saw uh, the infamous Jason Sudeikis uh, yes. in his ridiculous <laughs> outfit. He had he had no idea. He was not planned. He, and you could see Don Cheadle just saying, "Wrap it up, wrap yeah, it up." You know? That's right. That's Which is right. Pretty funny. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, if you don't have anything else to say. Um, Good. We can keep going. We will be starting off with the film Rain Man um, with our first discussion of best picture movies. Um, Mm. One of of my favorites. I saw this film a few years ago and Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to talk about it. Two great actors star in this film. So I'll just Mm -hmm. do a little bit of rundown of this film. So Mm -hmm. it came out in 1988. Stars Dustin Hoffman, Tom Cruise, Valerio Gallino, Gerald R. Mullen, it is directed by Barry Levinson, written by Ronald Bass and Barry Moreau. Won four Oscars. Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Director, Best Screenplay. And was nominated for a total of eight Oscars. So the story of a rude, self-absorbed Charlie Babbitt meeting his unknown autistic older brother Raymond as they go on a road trip across America. So we are very, very used to... Um, road trip movies it's very very common and you know usually you see them with comedy films uh for the most part i think and sometimes drama too but this time you know this film broke that barrier again you see it with uh vacation you know you have the road trip it's very very goofy but this kind of changed that whole idea and it won best picture and Mm -hmm. best actor and there's some great performances in this movie and you you can continue um on yeah about what your thoughts on this film though yeah yeah no i i really love the road trip format as well um and i think it presents a lot of opportunities for them getting to know each other um you know in a road trip you can put them in um you can put the characters in any sort of scenario they suddenly they're in a restaurant they're in a hotel they're at you know a sports venue it's it's all these things that you encounter when you're along the road and i think it was really important for rain man um because these characters these two people um these two these two characters knew nothing about each other they were complete strangers and having having them you know forced to be together on the road it really um forced them to learn about well it forced charlie to learn about raymond um really quickly um and go through all the emotions that um that came with that yeah, uh, the, the chemistry between these two actors, Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman, is incredible. And that's one of the highlights of this film that make it so enjoyable to watch, you know? Mm-hmm. He's, it's almost, at, there's points where um, Tom Cruise's character, Charlie, will look at uh, Raymond as a role model. And then other times where Raymond will look up at Charlie as a role model. And mm-hmm. they will kind of look up at each other. And, and that's really interesting. You know, you see when, um, when, Raymond, Raymond is uh, just he he copies his suit uh, that they wear when they're at the or they're um, playing Jack Blackjack and, and yes, now I, yes. yeah. I, I I find that hilarious and I, I thought that was so funny seeing yeah. that and then also but also Raymond he he follows him around completely right behind him you know he has his head even tilted you know just like following towards him and, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and yeah towards him and like just uh, observing uh, Charlie and. Uh, you know, he's yeah. so he's so interested in him and his brother. Yeah, it, it's not very it's not as visual because Dustin Hoffman's character, you know, is kind of emotionless at, at times. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he shows off a lot of emotion. And you can when he has those like hints of emotion, it's you can tell it's very, very big and very, it's big very and it's intense. Yeah. Yeah. And you can it, it comes through for sure to the audience. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's. It's um and and that's what people love because it's also a heartfelt film too. That I it love. is, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like I feel like even though they are strangers, they really do have the the sibling dynamic. Yeah, you know, there there's like Charlie is frustrated with him, but he but he loves him, and or he's he learns to love him, and and he's he's trying to make it work and trying to figure out and trying to learn about his brother. Um, but they they get on each other's nerves. He has to learn, you know, about um, Raymond's um, 
his habits and his preferences mm-hmm. and his, you know, and there's, there's just this sibling relationship almost like right off the bat. There's, there's jealousy, there's, um, you know, unknown history, um, you know, the, the older brother and um, yeah, I just found that interesting. Yeah. What, what I really like, or one thing I noticed is uh, the underrated performance of Tom Cruise in this film. And, mm-hmm. you know, everyone I feel, looks over or looks at Dustin Hoffman's performance obviously it still is incredible Dustin Hoffman did a great job without it being, is you know without being abrupt or to an like uh, no it, insulting, well, yeah. you know it, it, it's it perfect. was subtle it, yeah mm-hmm. very very did a great job and um there's uh, a quote from um when Michael Caine first saw this film and saw he said it was a beautiful performance by uh Tom Cruise because he had the same situation happen to him where he had a brother who suffered from epilepsy, an unknown brother that suffered from epilepsy Mm. and he had those same feelings that he did and he was very in in so when watching that he connected when Michael Caine watched Tom Cruise he connected with his performance and and understood and I think a lot of people can also understand that too because you know there's lots of people that have you know people that um you know, are handicapped and disabled or, and, um, you know, yeah. it's a struggle. And, but it, he, at the very end, you know, he loves them like a brother and he loves them truly. And you, but at the very beginning, you can also see that struggle. You know, he's also, mm. he's very self-absorbed. He's, he's selfish and um, definitely. Yeah. He, he's, he's all the things, you know, that Raymond isn't, but at the same time he is. And that, that's the connection that they have. That's so beautiful of this yeah. film and, and entertaining to watch. Yeah, he, um, Charlie really learns to embrace um, Raymond's differences. At mm-hmm. the, like you said, at the beginning, he's so frustrated and, you know, he wants to do things his way and he has, um, you know, he has a, a, a life that he's living that, you know, involves like selling like high, high-end vehicles and, and he's, he's happy with that. He's happy with pursuing that dream. But mm-hmm. I think with Raymond, he learns that there's more, you know, there's, there's more to life. There's, there's, there's uncovering this and there's the caring about family and there's, he's, he just, he learns so much from him and becomes a better person in the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Definitely. Yeah, exactly. He, he does become a better person in the end, too. And another thing I notice about this film when I watch it is it's there's not a lot of other um, actors really in this film. Not a lot of like uh, the only two like lead roles in this film are um, and the, the only two leads are just Dustin Hoffman and Tom mm-hmm. Cruise. And uh, I mean, you have um, Tom Cruise's girlfriend in the film, uh, mm-hmm. but she's not that much. She's not in it that often. She's um, not. Um, and it's just something to, I just wanted to quickly mention about her. So um, just doing some of my, re- some research for this podcast. Um, so I guess the original character was um, a, kind of a blonde, you know, t- kind of your typical eighties blonde, you know, rich girl, mm-hmm. girl, girlfriend. And they decided to choose this um, actress and I'm sorry, I don't have her name in front of me, but, um, and, and, or a, a non, or a Valerio Galino. Thank Valeria, you. Um, yeah. As a uh, with a, someone who has, is as English as a second language, um, and didn't maybe understand, um, you know, you know, kind of exactly what Tom Cruise was saying. It allowed the character to um, pro- make her, to make sense for her, him to be explaining things to her. Yeah. Um, it, just because there was that sometimes a language barrier, and um, you know, in that in that way was it was kind of a say like, you know, a writing trick or a narrative trick to explain that to the audience as well, anything that we might be missing. So mm-hmm. just um, just a little side side bit about that, about her. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. But I thought she was fantastic as well. I thought she added such a wonderful um, uh, heart to the movie. And mm-hmm. she, I think she helped to push along the relationship with um, Charlie and, and Raymond. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so quick fun facts, though, if, as you're I, I on that point. Facts. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, during the film filming, Dustin Hoffman was actually unsure of the film's potential in his mm. own performance. And three weeks into the project, Hoffman wanted out telling the director, Barry Levinson, 
get Richard Dreyfus, get somebody, Barry, because this is the worst work of my life. Mm-hmm. And Hoffman would nab his second best actor mm-hmm. Academy Award for his work, which is just hilarious. Richard Dreyfus. That's interesting. That's an interesting, like, possible choice for he was the one that recommended it yeah yeah pretty funny yeah, yeah. um hmm. yeah and um tom cruise would always always wanted to rehearse while filming and he and dustin hoffman uh rehearsed while driving uh to the set and their trailers oh. takes and they, and they frequently Good. they would switch roles too which is kind of funny because you can imagine just actors you know want to want to change it up you know do right. some uh practice just before. Like, like stretches or something mm-hmm. like exactly. more like yeah like exercises yeah okay. totally and uh yeah. another fun they they it seemed like they had the recurring amount of feelings towards the film of you know not feeling sure about it and um during the filming dustin hoffman and tom cruise doubted this the movie's potential and jokingly called it two schmucks in a car <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's funny. I thought that was pretty. That was pretty <laughs> yeah. funny. But yeah, <laughs> totally. It, it, it's yeah. It's it's a great movie. It, it's very different from um, at the time most Oscar films that would win Best Picture. Mm. A lot are period pieces we see um, before then, and a lot of these big right. production. And Amadeus. It, 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 and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Gandhi. Um, you look out of Africa. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, it, um, the last emperor, tons. There's, there's tons, and uh, and um, these history pieces too that they have. And this film is like the opposite. It's total eighties uh, uh, film yes. to see. It, it's, it's, it's set very, right in the eighties. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the thing that's good is also that keeps it different is just this incredible screenplay too. That um, because it's not like this very, very artistic. I guess create uh, like. Um, a, uh, um, abstract film that you, you see like The Shape of Water again is another example or The right. Artist or um, Shakespeare in Love maybe um, which of all won Best Picture you, mm-hmm. you see it yeah when I watch this film I think of I would never think of this winning Best Picture and not as an insult just more judging from the past um, wins right and right. Uh, best picture winners and yeah. you know i always thought that was it, it's very interesting to me that it won best picture but you know films shouldn't be judged in, uh in the way of just being a history uh film or period piece you know they can be judged more as like how they develop characters and that's like the main purpose of i think rain man is developing that great relationship all right guys um i think we can move on to our next film that we will we will be discussing which is the great thriller the silence of the lambs all right so this film silence of the lambs was released in 1991 stars jodie foster anthony hopkins scott glenn anthony healed ted levine and was directed by jonathan demi and written by ted talley and this film won the big five best picture best actor in a lead role best actress in a lead role Best Director, and Best Adapted Screenplay. And it was nominated for seven Oscars. It uh, discusses the film is about a young FBI uh, cadet must receive the help of an incarcerated and manipulative cannibal killer to catch up, to catch another serial killer, a madman who skins his victims. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's pretty crazy, this film, but it is also... Oh, it, it, it's just awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I love this film. Um, and, and I do. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say I I love this movie a lot. It's definitely one of my top ten. But it's um, it's not typically you know the um, the the violence and the um, the detail of the the um, uh, the, the the murders and uh, the um, uh, sorry, I'm just at a loss for words. Um, it's not usually my my kind of thing, um, but I I just can't help but appreciate this movie. That is that is true. It, it is a very very um, disturbing film and film at times, and the subject matter is pretty uh, aggressive and um, um, sometimes can yeah, it is sometimes very disturbing. But I love this film no matter what. It is a 
like it, it, it messes with your mind and it messes with your emotions the entire film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'll never see a movie like this ever again um, and be this um, mind boggling. Mm-hmm. And um, especially for a best picture, I think not for a while, because I think that's the reason it won best pictures, because how it took you on a trip and play with your emotions the entire time. Right there to the are, very end. Right mm-hmm. to the very end. There are mm-hmm. so many intense, crazy scenes in this mm-hmm. film that are just, it just, yeah, you're on, you're on that trip. It's a roller coaster. It is, it is a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. especially scenes, the very, the fi- finale scene where, uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. And also mm-hmm. the scene where Hannibal Lecter has, um, he has escaped from, his from um his his cell block i guess or or his or from his cell and that scene is just incredible and i think before we should talk about the great uh hannibal lecter and anthony hopkins incredible performance in this film and he's only in it for uh 24 minutes yeah i realized that i i i you know you think of him as having such a huge presence um Mm -hmm. in the movie i mean he's hannibal lecter um it's a legendary character um it, but you know after watching it again i realized like he you're right he's he, his uh his screen time is is limited right it's mm-hmm. I, I i'm not sure exactly what it is but i mean it's it's uh you know f- mostly from the perspective of jody foster's character um agent starling but yeah it was interesting like what a what a massive presence that um, an impact that he had on audiences with such little screen time. Yeah, it, it is pretty crazy. He, he has this huge presence, and, and that's a great thing about Anthony Hopkins that he was able to do. That, you know, with the limited amount of time, he created this you know, infamous villain role. Mm-hmm. And, um, but also at the same time, people love his character because he is yeah. so fun to watch. He is, he is so creepy. And, and but at the same time, you also look at him at, at times, not a good guy, but maybe an anti-hero because compared oh, he to is. because when you're um, because it's it's just uh, you're chasing Buffalo Bill in the yep. film and mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins, uh, Hannibal Lecter is helping uh, Clarice um, as she's trying to track him down, Buffalo mm-hmm, Bill. Mm-hmm. And so you're at, so since, because he's helping, you feel, you feel a sense of, you know, um, that you're able to um, appreciate maybe, or you're able to like understand, I guess, Hannibal mm-hmm. Lecter, not, not his motives, but you know, you're under, able to like get that, okay, he's crazy. But at the same time, he's able to, he wants to help Clarice. Um, Definitely. And he, and, he li- and he likes her. And not he doesn't like her in a, any sort of creepy, uh, like, uh, no, he respects her. Way. He, he, yeah, he, he yeah. respects her. And that's something that is what makes him more human than, yeah. Um, and that's why we love no. him more. And yes. in, in preparation for this role, uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins studied files of serial killers, also, mm. he visited prison prisons and studied con- convicted murders and was present during some uh, court hearings uh, c- concerning gruesome murder murders and serial killings which is you know we can obviously get into the role that way and learn from um, well it paid off right it did <laughs> it, it definitely paid the off oscar yeah and, um and just the performance like i mean mm-hmm. um like we said like just what a just such a huge impact um yeah. on on the audience um and i have to say like i I completely agree with you um, in uh, with the the point of him being um, possibly a hero. Um, I was thinking about this a lot, you know, rewatching it, and he's he seems to be one of the only characters that fully supports Clarice. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the, you know, it, it's mostly she's she's really one of um, she's one of the, she's the only. Um, female main character aside from the the woman that's um captured by buffalo bill um but throughout the film she uh she encounters so many men that um don't respect her don't treat her as an equal um and then she comes across hannibal lecter 
and he immediately sees her potential, sees her, sees what she's trying to do, respects her, wants to help her with the investigation. And he seems to be, um, the, yeah, the only one that, that kind of treats her with that respect that she has worked so hard for. Yeah, there's a few characters that are even like creepy towards yes. uh, Clarice, like uh, Dr. Frederick uh, uh, Chilton who's uh works at the um asylum um, yes and i noticed he's like he's that got this weird uh presence around clarice and he he talks to her in this weird way and you know you you hate him almost more than hannibal lecter uh, yeah because of that and yeah he is he's also just like you, you just don't like him at all but yeah. um yeah it, it, we can also talk about um I also like noticed how smart Hannibal Lecter is too. He yeah, is a brilliant. genius. He's mm -hmm. really he he knows what is going on every single like part. Uh, he, he knows exactly what's going on throughout the entire film. He, he knows everyone's move. He knows what everyone's going to make. He he knows everything about mm. Clarice. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. he he's also you know he. It's almost like a chess game. For yeah, him. He, mm -hmm. he's he's yeah he's a he's a head. He has, he's always one step ahead of mm -hmm. people, exactly. Mm -hmm. And he, he does a great, and Anthony Hopkins does a great job at showing that too. Um, but yeah, the, this film, it's also very, very off too. There's a lot of scenes, or odd, I guess what the word is. There's a lot of mm -hmm. scenes with characters that are very, very odd when they're looking, when uh, Jodie Foster's character is looking in the, um, when, she, when she's at, uh, talking to the guys who um, take apart the moths, I guess. Oh, and, yeah. You know, they, those guys yeah. are also very, very odd, They're oddballs, too. right? Yeah, they yes. are. Yes, yeah. And, and not only is those characters oddballs, but also Buffalo Bill is crazy, too. Well, he's the, the oddball of oddballs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oddball isn't the yeah. greatest word to call Right, it. yeah. It's much yeah. worse. He's... he's Terrifying. Yeah. yeah yeah and who knows yes what led him down to this down this crazy path of wanting to um build a a, 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 a suit out of skin like you know um but yeah. um yeah no you're right there's you know they haven't um the, the writers put a i don't know who wrote this but they they uh they, they definitely put a lot of thought into every character that you see on screen mm -hmm. like you said like the um the the guys that work at the butterfly conservatory or the butter or, or, or i'm not sure what that's called but or even the warden the warden is you know he's a um what's his name uh Cro oh sorry not yeah the warden oh chilton. and he, chilton yes yeah. oh that's who yeah um yeah he's he's a wild character that i mean he's a, he's awful but um he's a great character and that he has a huge presence on screen and you feel that yeah. emotion of like disgust and hatred mm -hmm. towards him right from the beginning, but yeah. you don't necessarily have that for Lecter, which yeah. is strange, right? Yeah, it is strange. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is. Um, yeah. And another character that's great in this film is Jodie Foster. You know, she is, she is, has a great presence in this film mm -hmm. and she's, she did. Yeah. She won the Oscar too for, great performance um and something that's interesting is um that uh what after filming the fbi saw the potential of recruiting uh recruiting tool to hire more female agents um wow because of jodie foster's performance and it was that's and it, really it actually, interesting yeah yeah <laughs> and it, it, it was pretty incre incredible actually and she she spent a great deal of time with FBI agent agent uh, Marianne Cross uh, okay. uh, prior to filming, and uh, she gave Foster the idea of Starling uh, standing by her car crying. Um, mm. And Cross told Foster that at the time the work was just became so overwhelming that it was a good way to get an emotional release because that happens. And, um, and right, I think they're, they're people, they're human, female. right? Yeah, it, it yeah. Really, I think it really helped um, to bring that, you know, the female heroine that, or mm -hmm. the heroine um, that can come into in, into play where you don't, you, at the time you probably didn't see that where there was a lead. Um, 
definitely for a, a female and uh, as an FBI agent, you know, you usually see male FBI agents, you know, you have like, that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. No, it was. And, and for the time, I mean, 1988, 1991. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Rain Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 1991 still not that, that, yeah. uh, that's still, that's, um, yeah, it's 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 amazing that you know she yeah she was able to to pull this role off and you don't doubt her abilities for a second you know mm -hmm. she's she's her character is strong her character is educated um, her character is passionate and definitely wants to you know to do well in her field. Mm -hmm. Totally, mm -hmm. yeah. And there there's another thing about this film that I love, and we I sort of briefly discuss at the beginning um was these intense scenes in this film and especially that final scene and it's great and i love that how the cameras and the editing what they did was when she's going into uh, buffalo bill or um jane gum that's the mm -hmm. character's name uh yep. when she goes to his house and then they also oh. have the fbi going to the wrong house and it seems he hears the doorbell and the, you think that the fbi is all surrounding buffalo yeah. bill's house but then you realize is you realize it's just clarice and she's yes. all alone and that it's, it's terrifying yeah. it's terrifying because yes when you realize she's all by herself um yeah it and she's with this this guy that they've been after and he's just so dangerous um yeah it's terrifying it that's it, what made makes like this thriller just you know absolutely amazing yeah i know yeah it, it, it it's crazy and also what the scene where she's just oh, man when she's in the dark and you can in the dark see, you can also see her shivering sweat is just coming terrifying. off terrifying yeah and she is and that's the exact i can imagine myself if i was in that situation i'd be looking exactly the same as she yeah. is you know trying to fight for my life but at the same time i am just horrified like shivering and shaking oh yeah. man it, but it she's was so great. strong i mean yeah. she kept i would probably turtle i would probably just kind of like find a closet and and uh you know, cr like crouch yeah. down and try and stay quiet, but she's, she's determined. She's not going to, um, you know, she's not going to end, end it this way. She's not going to end. She's, she's keeps kind of feeling her way around and she's, her mind is sharp. Her mind is ready for when she hears the click of that revolver, yeah. she springs into action. Right? Yeah. She's she her mind. Like she's just so, so strong. Yeah, totally. It, it's, it, it's, it, it definitely deserved that best picture i feel it, it definitely did because there's it, it i i feel this film is so again i think it's ahead of its time too with it the amount of effort i think that went into this film and the amount of effort that went into creating these great scenes and mm -hmm. where you are so attached to under listening to these characters there's not mm -hmm. a scene where you are just like you're, you're not really involved, you're not really listening to, or you're involved, because you're involved the entire time while you're watching this film, which is awesome, mm -hmm. and, and that's what it made it, I think, win Best Picture, and win all the awards of one Best Director, Best uh, Actor, Actress, Best Screenplay, The Big Five, and I thought that was, you know, a perfect choice for a yeah. film like that. Well-deserved, for sure. Definitely well-deserved, and mm -hmm. great Oliver, just a solid film, um, and, and probably the best film of that year but definitely, oh yeah yeah definitely and yeah uh you have anything else to say yeah no I was just thinking like um you know it, it there's there's a lot of scenes that are you know kind of those mind-blowing I've never seen this before this is insane um scenes you know um mm -hmm. like obviously um the scene where um I think they're in Massachusetts or they they transfer him to is it Massachusetts or they transfer him to another um, state so that he can assist he can talk to the senator and he's in that and then you know where he yeah. he attacks the guards and everything I mean that whole scene you never you know we've never seen anything like that before so that of course is like you know it's mind blowing but then there's the subtle scenes where 
it's it's building that intensity and building that anxiety um, for the audience. Even so, for example, when um, she's doing that investigating and she's trying to get into that garage and she uses the jack to get the garage door open because um, she wants to look through, you know, she's looking for clues in that garage and she's trying to she use the jack to get it open. It won't go up all the way. So she's got to crawl underneath and go in and by herself. Even that alone, and like right there, yeah. it's just building that intensity and oh, building yeah. that, that anxiety and like, like literal, literal anxiety in the audience. Like you're just like, oh, why is she going in there? But she's just so determined. You yeah. Know? So it's, 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 this movie has it all. It's got those like, you know, kind of earth-shattering, mind-blowing scenes um, where you're, um, yeah, you've never seen that before, and yeah. it's like, wow, but then there's that, just that that subtle intensity building. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and then another thing, um, to continue on with those scenes that you're talking mm -hmm. about, is mm -hmm. they have these long shots of the camera, like, running around, and there's a scene that particularly stuck out to me is when they're um, they're in the elevator and they notice the blood dripping down oh, yeah. the yes. body. And there's not a single part of it's a one shot Again, the entire yeah. time. And it's it's looking at the um in there's people that notice it drip on the um on the body that's actually in in the elevator. They see it and it just yes. goes down. And then right. it pans over to the people, pans up, and then pans back down to one of the head sergeants. And he's just like, and he, he's yeah. just like, oh my yeah. God, this is yes. crazy. And he's freaking yeah. out. And so I, I, I love that. And I love how, you know, there's, again, that makes it feel more into the, um, in, in, in the film, because you, you know, when you're, at, if you were in that situation, you don't have all those different angles that you might have that you right. have when you're watching a film um usually so you only have the one from your point of view and i love i love that right. it's, it's from the perspective of somebody that's actually there that's actually in the, in the elevator yeah, yeah. yes totally. no, that's um, that's that's in, yeah that's good but yeah well deserved uh, best picture when i think we can move on to mm -hmm. uh the next one uh before we do that though uh we will take a quick break and yeah i will see you guys in a second okay All right, guys, we are back from a break. Um, the next movie we are going to be talking about is Moonlight. Moonlight. I just watched that today, actually. Me um, too. Yeah, we both did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and definitely, uh, as people told me, it was, uh, you know, it's a great movie. Yeah, it, so before we uh, go into it, I will start with the cast and a uh, little uh, other things, little facts. So, Released in 2060, stars Mahershala Ali, Alex R. Hibbert uh, as Little, uh, Ashton Sanders or as Sharon, uh, uh, and Trevant Rhodes as Black. So they have another, just before, they have three different names. Obviously, they're the same character, but it's three, I guess, versions of the character. Um, still uh, the same person as Jerome. but this film was directed by Barry Jenkins, written by Barry Jenkins, uh, story by uh, Taryn Alvin McCraney, and won three Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role, and Best Adapted Screenplay, and was nominated for a total of eight Oscars. And the story is, a young African-American man grapples with his identity and sexuality while experiencing the everyday struggles of childhood, adolescence, and adulthood. Um, this film, uh, I went, when I've watched this, it, it really did break quite a, uh, quite a few barriers. Um, only first of all, being the first LGBT film, uh, to win best picture and the first film featuring an all black cast to win, uh, best picture, which is great. I mean, it's awesome, obviously, um. I don't mm -hmm. know if you can agree with me. Yeah, yeah. no, and and um, this was the one, um, of course, as you know, that um, 
almost didn't win. Well, it wasn't yeah. supposed to win, but it was, uh, this was when um, Jimmy Kimmel, or it wasn't Jimmy Kimmel's fault. No, it was, Jimmy Kimmel, yep. it was it Jimmy Kimmel's fault? Yep. Well, well, I don't know if Jimmy it was Kimmel's his fault, fault it, but it, it was, was when yeah. he was hosting, um, yeah. when they announced the wrong um, Oscar winner, then um, they announced La La Land and everybody yeah. from La La Land came up on stage and then they realized the error and, and uh, said, oh, actually it's Moonlight. Um, and then so everybody went back and Moonlight came out, but um, it was quite a, quite a, a big uh, goof on the Oscars yeah. part. Um, but I, I hadn't seen it and uh, I knew nothing about this movie. And I think because I have associated it with La La Land all this time, I was thinking it was almost a musical or similar to La La Land. I, I, I'm not <laughs> sure why. <laughs> I don't know why I just had it in my head, that, that, that association. So huh. going into it, I knew nothing about it. Um, but it was a lovely movie, uh, kind of a coming of age story yeah. um, about about this boy who was bullied uh, because, um, you know, at the time, you know, it was, in, start, it was set in the 80s and, um, you know, uh, um, the the school that he was at was was not um accepting of you know of him and he encountered uh, like bullying from pretty much everybody um and uh, uh except for maybe one person um and what i loved about the movie was that there was no crazy theatrics or cliches yeah it, it really just it was really just almost observing observing something like a really personal story it almost felt you know um like you were intruding because it was so personal but so real yeah um well, and um yeah. there wasn't like yeah there but just wasn't a lot of it, it wasn't predictable at all yeah it's just, it, it just a journey that's so true it, it wasn't predictable I, I i had no idea what was what was going to come next and it's also very very I wrote down, it was very, very quiet. You know, the mm -hmm. film is a very, it's, it's very, very calm. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, there's that one scene at the beginning where Mahershala Ali's character, Juan, is um, holding Little. Mm. Um, yeah. and, and he's holding him in the water. And actually, he didn't know, the actor didn't actually know how to swim. So Mahershala Ali is actually teaching him how to swim. And really? I, and I think that, yeah, and it's, it, it's oh, wow. really, it's, I think it's, a beautiful scene and very very um sentimental it, it's mm -hmm. it's it, it's well, just yeah it's so calm too and it's not even it's not theatrical at all it's not it, it's not this big yeah so I, I actually love this scene with the water and you know at the time when you're watching a film you don't you don't necessarily know which scenes are going to be the most significant or kind of turning points but now that i'm thinking about it i think it really was a turning point for little um yeah. and almost you know being in that water was kind of like a transition for him um where he realized that there's people that will love him and there's people that will take care of him and he can trust trust um uh one because his obviously his mother was not a caring mother that you know made him a priority um and he he experienced you know hate hateful feelings towards her he didn't feel loved at school but i just feel like that water scene was really important because it allowed him to um uh to finally trust somebody and experience what it feels like to have somebody hold you and take care of you yeah yeah, exactly. And when I was watching the film, I expected that Mahershala Ali would be uh, in the movie throughout his entire life. Um, yeah, me too. And I thought he was going to be like this father figure, which he is. Mm -hmm. But that's another key importance to this film is that feeling, you know, uh, Little or Chiron doesn't have, he has um, a lot of loss in his life. You know, he, he mm -hmm. never had a father. His mother... Uh, talks about you know how um you know is always like telling him to leave and uh Teresa yeah. is you know not in his life uh, in in the third act of the film and then Mahersha Ali is only in the first act of the movie and mm -hmm. there there's uh, he deals with a lot of loss and even the person that he uh kind of associates with um I forget his name Kevin uh yeah in, in the second and third act he 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 has a connection finally with somebody he, he mm -hmm. but then he 
ends up losing him, which is terrible. And you feel like he's lost again. And that's a big theme is just this dealing with loss. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, it's hard for him to capture somebody to be happy with and to love. And he, in, in the third act, he's actually, he's not himself. I don't think, I think he's no, you're associated right. with, uh, he's just, and he's run away from that life. So he chooses to, uh, be somebody else that he's not because that past life has just caused him so much pain and struggle. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I felt the same way. I felt the same way. Like when you see him in the third act, he's completely, um, reinvented himself he's a he's a totally different person he's I mean it's almost like he's you know he's his body shape he's he's bulked up he's huge he's you know he's he's more he's tougher and you know he's kind of built this exterior you know this this tough like armor I guess you could call it um you know to protect himself from all the pain and then the loss that he's had you know Mm um and it's such a beautiful ending where um, obviously we're, we're spoiling here, but it was such a beautiful ending, um, how he ends with Kevin and it's just Kevin accepting him and, and then caring for him and loving him and, um, him finally, you know, in his life, uh, being able to be comfortable with himself and yeah. being okay with, with it and, and loving himself. Yeah, totally. It, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's, I, I really enjoyed the ending too, because finally, yeah, exactly. Finally has somebody to be with. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, another thing about this film and more of the aesthetic is uh, I really enjoy the, um, the, obviously the cinematography of the film. I, I love the, the, the scenes of the waves and mm. that where, you know, there's, there's a lot of bright colors and it's set in, um, set in Miami for the most part. Yeah. Um, and then in third act, he's in a bit of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and I just, I think it, it's beautiful to watch. It's beautiful to look at and see that. And I think it's like very, very, where you kind of can compare to La La Land, where a lot of, you know, at the same time, it's very, very vibrant too, but not realistic. Whereas this is also, it, it shows the true colors of Miami literally and metaphorically because it's mm-hmm. showing this it, these, this realness to it which mm-hmm. i love and uh i really enjoyed looking at just yeah well, looking yeah. at the film in, in that way it's 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 very very um interesting to watch and that's it gave me that emotion too which built that uh emotion with it too and that's what i always i found very very interesting and also the music and moonlight has a very diverse score and music ranging from like orchestra to uh chopped and screwed and as the film goes on the composer uh nick nicholas patel decided to chop and screw the orchestra to create a unique sound um to it and i I really thought that was pretty interesting too Mm -hmm. but um but yeah um yeah i, I think yeah. It, it definitely deserved i it's hard because i love uh la la land what do you think should have what do you think uh should have won do you think la la land or moonlight because there's debate there too because some people were like la la land should have well, won you know I, I i don't doubt that there's debate just because of what happened so you know people will probably like what you know we expected la la land to win and yeah and now you know there's what this other movie won and um I mean, I don't know. They're 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 hard to compare. They're completely different movies. Kind of like they, it, you know. Actually, if I think about it, like two movies could not be more opposite. Um, you know, um, I, I love La La Land. I I thought that Moonlight was very original. I mean, La La Land mm-hmm. is too. But um, like I said, like yeah, yeah. very original. In that it it's it's just a very personal. story of one boy growing up you know um in 80s Miami and it's very um it's very heartfelt and 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 it's um you know intense and heartbreaking um and you know it's it really it's it's everything that a a movie should be it covers Mm -hmm. everything I mean it it checks all the boxes for an Oscar winner in Mm -hmm. my mind 
Totally. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. And it's also a very, very low budget film too. Only had, yeah. So yeah, apparently this film only cost $1.1 million to make, which is uh, the lowest wow. budget of any film or, or 1.5 million. Sorry. Low, yeah. And uh, it beat its predecessor, which was Rocky, which had a budget of $1.1 million, but comparing to the, you know, after time money changes, the value so it, it went uh it was lower um but yeah it was the lowest film with the lowest budget in compared wow. to obviously la la land which can you imagine a, a, yeah a, a huge budget yeah um but yeah um it's it's a very personal film too yeah so even barry jenkins was inspired by his own childhood in Miami where he was always surrounded by very lush green grass and mm. beautiful suns sunsets quoted by him. And he grew up in, in an awesome neighborhood with some very dark things happen, happen though. Um, he, he feels as though his child was a beautiful struggle. That's how he words it. Mm. Um, and you can totally see beautiful yeah. struggle, I think. Right. It's set in gorgeous Miami, but there's like all these awful things that are happening. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, totally. But yeah, uh, are you? Do you think you? Um, you have anything else to say about uh, Moonlight? Um, um, no, I think I'm okay. But I did. Yeah, it was like I just just, just to kind of wrap it up. I, I, um, it was not what I expected, but yeah. it was a lovely, lovely film. Yeah, totally, a hundred percent. I can't agree more. It was, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, so. Next thing off, I just wanted to talk about a little bit about the Oscars tonight. So I'm excited because it, obviously it's going to be all virtual and that'll be interesting to watch. Um, uh, I think my, I mean, I know you haven't seen as many Oscars. You haven't seen all I, them. I haven't. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. So I, I, I've watched a few. So, um, yeah. but I think that um, yeah, for me personally, I think what, should win is the trial of Chicago seven. Um, I'm going to guess that's it. You know, when this is posted, we will know when this podcast is posted, we will yes. know, but I will hopefully get it. I would like to get it right because I, I love that movie and it was, it was awesome. Uh, great ending, great ending. And I, I definitely recommend that to anyone listening. Go and that's on that Netflix, movie. right? It's on Netflix. People very, can watch it on Netflix. Watch. Yep. Okay. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, so we're going to discuss, before we end the show, we're going to discuss some Oscar snubs, uh, some Oscar disasters or winners that shouldn't have won, and also <laughs> our top three actresses uh, right. of all time. And that's a little segment we like to do, uh, top three things. Top and three things. Top three things. But yeah, so some Oscar snubs. You can uh, say how you feel. So Stanley Kubrick has no wins for his films like Dr. Strangelove, 2001, and A Clockwork Orange. I'm not going to say The Shining. People have said The Shining. He, on The Shining, he was a terror. He was just a jerk on The Shining when they were filming The Shining as a director. So I'm not going to say he should have just right. deserved it then. But right. all the other films, 100%. Are definitely 2001, A Space Odyssey. Mm -hmm. That should have won it then. And what year was that? Uh, 1968. 1968. So 1968 in the heat of the night. Have you seen that movie? No. No, I've never. I've, I've never heard of that movie. Yeah. So that's that's what won. So yeah, yeah, it it's interesting, happen. right? Yeah. But I mean, Kubrick tends to have um, like more of a cult following, right? It's not a main. He, I would say, he's not a mainstream. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I would think you so. You know, he's not. Yeah. He's not Spielberg, right? He's different. Like he's very, very controversial. Yeah, that that's true. That. that that's another thing. Um, Raging Bull. I think that should have won for Best Picture um, mm -hmm. instead of Ordinary People. I think it was ah. Ordinary People. Yeah, yeah, it was Ordinary People. Um, and now I haven't seen Raging Bull, but I've seen Ordinary People. And I think you'd really like it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I say that about a lot of movies. Um, but I, I, you know what? Ordinary People is similar to um, Moonlight. Yeah. Um, in that it's it's a very personal, heartbreaking story about real people. Yeah. True. Yeah. I mean, All ordinary right. people. Yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> huh. Um, Saving Private Ryan should have won over Shakespeare in Love, and that that was Agreed. a controversy because Shakespeare in Love 
The only reason one is because Harvey Weinstein had all this pressure on the academy. Mm. Um, and terrible Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Not a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No question. Um, yeah. That Saving Private Ryan should have won. Better film. Yeah. Um, the Dark Knight. This is uh, a bunch of people I know agree with this. The Dark Knight should have at least been nominated for Best Picture. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, yeah. Instead of what won that year was uh, Slumdog Millionaire. And Slumdog Millionaire is a good film, except for the ending, which is ridiculous uh, with Mm -hmm. the dancing. The dancing. Um, But The Dark Knight does not have any dancing, so I think it should have been at least nominated. Yeah. Um, David Fincher and Tarantino have still not won a Best Director, uh, and that's ridiculous because Mm -hmm. they are two of the greatest directors of all time and of our time right now. Um, And Nominated. Yeah, they've been nominated. But but not, never won. No, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, with they have this, they have their own great style, and you know that's what is noticed when you're uh, choosing who you should win for best director. And I think that should have won. Um, also, Brokeback Mountain should have won over Crash. I have seen both movies, and Brokeback Mountain is again, it's a personal film, just very very similar to Moonlight. Mm-hmm. I thought, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought, yeah. Oh, I, yes. Brokeback Mountain, wonderful story. I mean, I mean, it's not a wonderful story. The, the writing is amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, dialogue is, is, is great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That is an, that should be, I agree. Best, that should be a best picture over, yeah. over Crash. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, Crash definitely. One, yeah. 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 Um, Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. Again, that should not have went, same with Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, oh, another she won pretty, supporting, right? No, lead. Oh, she won lead. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marissa Tomei should not have won for My Cousin Vinny. That, yeah. It, yeah it's, she didn't even get nominated for a Golden Globe for that. <laughs> and she somehow won. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Everyone thinks it, it was a mistake. Like, they, they accidentally, somebody misread the name. <laughs> Maybe. So, yeah. Maybe. When, yeah. And uh, Suicide Squad. You probably don't know this, but it's uh, a DC film. But it was it it was a terrible film, just awful. It, it's it's comparable to The Room, uh, in many ways. But it somehow won an Oscar, not for anything you know, like it won for best makeup or hairstyle. So right, uh, I mean you know it's a completely different thing. You know your makeup and hairstyling can be amazing. Yeah, but, you know your movie can be terrible, but it's still it's like to say that this film won an Oscar is just. Ugh. <laughs> it's like yeah it's like nails yeah. on a chalkboard it's it's not good but next up we have uh our segment top three things top three things so, top three right. things so top three actresses of all time mom you can go first with your top three and explain okay i wonder if our top threes are if we have any um any of the same ones maybe so my top i uh, my top is uh, the top and the other two are maybe in no particular order but my top is amy adams um right. and i yeah you know that i've said that for a while i love her um you know choice. i i loved her in um uh there's, there's a movie you know that i that really stood out for me with her it's called sun sunshine cleaning um i, I think it's it. yeah it's really it's really good and she's just she's she's such a natural um actress or actor um Mm -hmm. she she just I don't know what it is about her that you know she's able to take on a role and um just kind of like really speak to the audience I don't know how I don't I can't really describe it I just know that anytime I I'm watching anything with her in it I'm I'm captivated I'm interested she has me I'm I'm in Mm -hmm. um and I don't know if it's her timing or, or what it is, but she's, uh, I just, I just love everything that she does. She's in, um, the other person, um, the other w- w- actress that I have is of course, Meryl Streep. She had to be in there. I mean, yeah. I know, you know, I know she's, it's almost, uh, she's almost, it's almost a cliche that how much she's loved and how much she's adored and, and yeah. respected, but I mean, it's for good reason. She's, incredible again you can put her in anything 
Mm-hmm. Um, any like you can put her in a comedy, you can put her in a musical, you can put her in a drama, and true. she she delivers. She just mm-hmm. does, um, and she delivers with so much heart. And I feel like she puts hundred and ten percent into every role, that even if true. she's just has um, you know maybe a guest role or a cameo. She's she's she she gives it all she gives it her everything and she's she's she transforms so you know she can be margaret thatcher and she can be the mom and little women or she can be um uh devil wears she can be the boss and devil wears product she's she just transforms so easily yeah well that's my second pick and my third pick is julia moore um who again this is, I guess, you know, they're, they're, these are yeah. women that can do anything and can captivate you. Um, Julia Moore, I loved in Boogie Nights. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, 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 you're confused and you're, you're um, kind of freaked out by the character, but at the same time, you have, you have, you have, you have um, so much sympathy for her and she's able to, to, you know, um, put to pull that off. Yeah. Um, the other really good movie that she's in is called The Kids Are All Right with Annette Benning. Yeah. Um, yeah. And still Alice um, is, again, heartbreaking, but she d- delivers an amazing performance. Yeah. Um, Won the Oscar, yeah, yeah, just, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's she's incredible. She th- Those three, I would say, are my favorites. Yeah. All right. So I, what are yours? I, I decided. So. My number, th- my third pick. So I'll go three, two, one uh, okay. to my to my all time. So top three things, top three actresses of all time. Uh, for number three, I put Kate Blanchett. Mm. That is, she is not only a great actress but a great um, impersonator. I guess the word is when she. Uh, I I, she I was really I was good. so. It, like uh, like astonished by her performance as Katherine Hepburn in the Aviator. That's oh um, yeah, that's and right. she won that award. She won an Oscar for that. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also won for Blue Jasmine. Um, that was a film by Woody Harrelson or Woody. Uh, Woody. Oh, Allen. that's a great movie. Even yeah, though it's and, Woody Allen, which really, yeah. yeah, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's a great movie. So, and, and she's also was nominated for a film called "I'm Not There," which is where she plays Bob Dylan. And I was, it, it, she's incredible. She has a great, again, this great presence on the screen that's captivating, and she can mm-hmm. work with almost any actor or actress. Um, mm-hmm. Have a good, good chemistry with any any actor or actress too. Um, she, yeah, she's she's great as being. You know, she often comes off as you know very very high people look up to her in her films like uh elizabeth where she plays queen elizabeth mm-hmm. or um one i thought of was a carol where she's uh or oceans uh eight uh carol she was nominated where she she falls in love with uh rooney mara in um yeah where she falls in love with a woman in, in that film and uh that that was great where she's in that when she's in that and uh, you know she she again she has this great presence on the screen mm-hmm. number That's a two good choice yeah number two i put down margot robbie margot robbie she was yeah that's a good choice too she is great she can pull off an incredible accent uh <laughs> american you know you the entire time you think she you just assume that uh that oh yeah that's american. right um that's right yeah, especially yeah. wolf of wall street her, one of her first uh, American performances, obviously, since she, she's from Australia, she just full set that. She was incredible mm-hmm. in that movie. She's also, mm-hmm. I can see her, She's. I don't think she's reached her peak as an actor, Mm-mm. but I think she is on her way. She is just continuing. Already for Itania, um, Bombshell, Bombshell. She, she was great in. Mm-hmm. Um, she's doing tons of films. She's, she's also in... Um, Once Upon a Time. Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and she's great as Sharon Tate, even though she barely didn't have as much screen time, but she's still uh, great and fun per- to yeah, watch. It's perfect. Watch. Mm-hmm. But number one, we cross path, paths here, is Julianne Moore. Julianne nice. Moore is, she's probably, yeah, just solid in everything. You know, you could, uh, she's great. Um, she she tends to do films with uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, another great director. She did... Um, 
Boogie Nights and uh, Magnolia, which is just two. I, I love both of those films and I definitely mm-hmm. love Boogie, Boogie Nights and she's great in that um, is a struggling um, mom and not being able to support a child at the same time being a porn star, which is, you know, it's terrible, but she still loves her child and wants to be with her child. And yeah. it's so, it's so heartbreaking to see that she does that so well. She did. Um, she's everything. The big Lebowski <laughs> She's great too, and, and very believable in that. And I, I love all, all of her performances and all the films I've seen her in. It, it, it just blew me away when uh, in Boogie Nights, and I was so like impressed by that. And mm-hmm. definitely, that's why I chose number one for Julianne Moore too. Good but choice. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that pretty much finishes it off. Um, Mom, great. Yeah, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. No it was problem. So much fun. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, that ends it here. Um, you guys can check me out on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, all that. Uh, I'm on YouTube too at There Will Be Movie Reviews. And I'm also on Instagram at There Will Be Movie Reviews. So go follow and check me out there where I post updates on an upcoming podcast. And same with on my YouTube channel. So you can make sure if you're on Apple, uh, music you can um, follow me and give me leave me a five-star review that would be great um, and yeah you can follow me on uh, Apple uh, Apple Amazon and Spotify so you can listen and check in there all the time and but yeah so uh, thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week thanks thanks again <laughs>